everyone. You're listening to Ed Young Radio, Ed Pastors Fellowship Church, and we want to thank you for listening with us. These next few minutes together can change your life, and you can always hear more by visiting edyoung.com. Enjoy the message. Freedom. We want ultimate freedom. I know I've said that before. I know you have too. Freedom, we say. Just no holes barred living. No fences, no framework, just doing whatever, whenever, however, with whoever. And man, that's freedom. Wouldn't it be great to live that way? Again, I know we've said that before. Don't act like you haven't. Down deep, you've thought, man, what if I could experience ultimate freedom? Freedom. Freedom. I, I would argue that with that mentality, it will and can lead to absurdity, chaos. Because freedom without a frame is futile. Let me say that again. I want you to think about this for a second. Freedom without a frame is Futile. It's futile. Can you imagine playing pickleball? That's popular now. Without a frame. Can you imagine playing golf or football without a frame, without a fence, without parameters, without a governor? Can you imagine running a nation without parameters? Can you imagine a marriage? Can you imagine a friendship? Can you imagine anything, parenting, definitely, without a framework? No, I mean, you, 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 you can't, I can't. But, but we say though, don't we? I wanna be free. I wanna be free. There's freedom in the frame. There's freedom in the frame. The frame equals freedom. Those are two seemingly paradoxical concepts from God. And just, just think with me again. On one hand, God is all about the ultimate frame. God has framed everything. He's framed the universe. He's even framed you and me. He's prolific and specific. He's framed the macro to the micro, you might say. Then, on the other hand, God is into freedom. So you got a frame, and he's into freedom. Everything about knowing God and making him known is about freedom. True freedom, not faux freedom, doing whatever, whenever, however, to whomever I want. It's ultimate freedom. The the, the Bible is a book about freedom. So to put it in modern day vernacular, God's frame is insane. (laughs) Say it with me, one, two, three. God's frame is insane. No, no, say it with some soul. God's frame, loosen up, wait a minute. God's frame is insane. Okay, there you go. And within the frame, there's freedom. The Bible says that God knows our frame. In fact, it says that God knew our frame, your frame, before the foundation of the world. Let that settle in for a second. Again, our our little pea brains can't really understand it, but... That's what the Bible says. The word framed 
you're probably wondering, in the Greek is pronounced katharizo. Say it with me, katharizo. It almost sounds Italian. Would you like some katharizo on your angel hair pasta? I love Italian. Everything is better in Italy. I've only been there one time. Food's better. Clothes are definitely better. Cars are better. I kind of want to be an Italian. Maybe in heaven. <laughs> Maybe in heaven. But catarizzo means to complete. It means to join together. You study the Hebrew and the Greek in, in the Bible, those original languages, when you see the word frame, it's, it's God actually doing those things. And, and you have the frame, and then you have the freedom. So within the frame, we're free and complete to do and to be who God wants us to be. Let me say it just straight up. You're, you're, you're a masterpiece. What? Yeah, you are. You were created by the master of peace. Designed for freedom. Ultimate freedom. Several years ago, after a, a long, brutal illness, my mother passed away. My mother was just an amazing lady. She loved God, she loved the church, her family. She loved to laugh, but she loved art. She was a great artist. Now, she didn't really study the arts, like she didn't go to some famous or renowned art school, but had she done so, she, she probably could have made a living, probably made a lot of money selling her art. Well, when she passed away, I got her art supplies, paints and brushes and canvases, and, and many of their paintings were framed, and we have them in our house today. So when you come over, I'll have to show you the frames. No, I'm not inviting you over, but I wouldn't mind, but the, the frames, the frames take away and help your peripheral vision to look at the subject matter. It accentuates what's there. I was going through some of mom's paintings and some of the canvases and watercolor paper, and, and she had this very expensive piece of watercolor paper. It was taped up like you do before you do watercolor. And she had drawn this amazing sketch of these flowers. And it was really heart-wrenching because I, I thought, man, that was the last thing she did, the last piece of art that she worked on before her illness and her death. And it was incomplete. Could it be that this, this canvas that God has called your life, could it be that it's incomplete? Could it be that the sketch is there, but how about, how about the paint? And, and, and you know, I, I wondered, man, what would, what would this painting have looked like had it been completed and finished and framed? And I don't know. I was, just, I was just thinking. God 
Number one, if you're taking notes, keeping score, God frames everything. He's framed everything. The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter two, and think about this, framing and freedom, that God created man and he gave us freedom. Ultimate freedom. Let's read Genesis chapter two. You can follow along. The Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it. This should put to rest what is the oldest profession out there. Landscaping. <laughs> and the Lord God commanded the man, commanded. It's not like a suggestion. It's not like, well, think about it. No, he commanded the man you're free. What? See, see, see the framework creation, right? Frame, free, dumb. You are free to eat from any tree in the garden. But you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Track with me. Follow me now. God has framed everything. Man stepped out of the frame. I've, I've stepped out of the frame. And the Bible says when we sin, that's stepping out of the frame, sin leads to death. The penalty, the punishment of sin is death. Eternal separation from God. Those aren't my words, that's what God says. Not only do we experience that outside of the frame? We also are incarcerated, the Bible says, we're in bondage to sin. So in our search for freedom, students think about this. Single adults think about this. Everybody think about this. In our search for freedom, okay, I'm gonna jump out of the frame and do what I wanna do. What we're chasing and what we chase ends up incarcerating us. So on one hand, we think, oh, it's freedom. I'm going to chase money. If I have that amount of money or close that deal or have that net worth, here's what happens. And, and God's not anti-money or anti-net worth. You become a slave to that and money is your master. Okay, I'm gonna chase women, guys say. That'll do it. So you go from this bed to that bed, from this sexual hit to that sexual hit, and you become a slave to sex. Sex is your master. You're in bondage to that. Maybe it's fame. Because what is social media? It's basically comparing your frame, your picture with others, isn't it? Yeah. Man, why do they look like that? Or why do they go there? And they're here and I'm not. And it's all about that. So maybe it's fame. And if you chase that away from God, that becomes your, your master. You're in bondage to it. Well, Jesus did something. God framed everything. Man stepped out of the frame. So God sent Jesus to step into the frame 
and reframe you and me. Reframe us in freedom. Oh, not, man, that's like, that's, that's, that's ridiculous. That's something we don't deserve on our best day. That, that's, what, that's what Jesus did. So Jesus freed us up, if we receive him, from the penalty of sin. Isn't that stunning? So if I receive him, I have ultimate freedom and I'll live forever with him. So I'm freed up from the penalty of sin because the Bible says the wages of sin is death. In other words, the compensation for our conduct is condemnation. Not only am I free from the penalty and punishment of sin, I'm free from the power of sin. I, I just explained that. We're, we're in bondage, right, to sin. Once, though, we allow Jesus to reframe us, all of a sudden, we're free. We're free to love him and to honor him and to allow him to paint the kind of masterpiece he desires from this one and only life. So again, to frame is to complete, to join together. That's what happens when we give it all to Jesus. But if you're like me, we want that white knuckle grip on our art supplies, don't we? I know better than you. I mean, what would it be like if Picasso were alive? Hey, Pablo, you just stay there. I'll go over here and finger paint. I want to help you. No! That's my Picasso voice. Isn't that, isn't that, I've done that, you've done that. Here we step out of the frame and at our best in freedom we can finger paint. That's about as good as we can do ultimately. Whether it's money or sex or fame or whatever. It's, it's at, the, at the end, it's, it's, it's finger painting. And our Lord says, I have come to redeem you, to complete you, to join you with me, to give you freedom over the penalty and the power of sin. So now I'm free because the power of sin has been broken to do what needs to be done. Jesus said one time in a, John chapter 10, he, he, was, he was talking about framing and freedom. He said, I am the door. See that? I am the door. Jesus said that. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he'll be saved. He'll go in and out and find pasture. He'll be saved, safe, and satisfied. Say that with me. He'll be saved, safe, and satisfied. I am the door. What was Jesus talking about? Well, he was talking about a good shepherd. The good shepherd, as he was in the wilderness taking care of his sheep, when it was time for the sheep to go night-night, he would, he, would, he would find a sheepfold, a natural area in the terrain that corralled the sheep. There would always be an opening, and the good shepherd would lie down and literally... Become the door. Hey, my back is popping right now. <laughs> it's popped in every service. It's good though. I have a bad back, but I, I stretch it out, I do that all the time. And man, I'm feeling, 
I'm, I'm feeling good right now. So the shepherd literally becomes the door. So for the sheep to go in and out, they have to enter and leave and, and under the watchful eye of the shepherd. Hmm. You got the frame, the sheepfold, and you got ultimate freedom. Burpee. <laughs> but now Jesus changes gears. He says the thief comes, that's the devil, to kill, steal, and destroy. Ooh. But I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Ultimate freedom. What does it mean when he said the enemy comes to steal? Think about art forgery. It's a multi-squillion dollar business. You study art history as I have, from Asia to Europe to whatever, people are always forging and copying great works of art. Well, how do you, how do you spot counterfeit? You handle the real thing so well, you go, whoa, that's not a Picasso. No. The enemy wants to steal your freedom and mine. He wants to kill us. He wants us to waste and destroy our lives with all this faux freedom, chasing this and chasing that, that we, that we miss it. That we look back and go, oh man. We just swim lap after lap of regret. Then he comes to destroy us. And I don't, I don't mean literally, well, well I, I guess you could say that. I know some people that have gone on a search and they haven't come back. Either they have passed away or their, their life is just a shell. You, you know them as well. But they didn't start out. They didn't start out smoking weed to become an addict. They didn't start out just, you know, going to a couple of, Gentlemen's clubs to be a sex addict. They, they didn't start out looking at porn. No, no, they didn't start out, you know, doing business deals for, for money to rule them. But all of a sudden, there it is. So the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And we can look at our culture and see that. But Jesus came. He goes, I've come that you might have life and have it abundantly abundantly. You know what that word means? It's parasos in the Greek. It means waves hitting up on the seashore over and 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 over. It's not just a decent life. It's not just an okay life. It's a life of true freedom. doesn't mean we're perfect. Obviously, we still sin. But our master is Jesus. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, we have victory over sin. I'm not a slave to that anymore. Jesus is my master. My life is a masterpiece because it's being painted by the master of peace. So God's framed everything. We've stepped out of the frame. Jesus has reframed us and remade us and redeemed us. And again, let me throw this out to remind you once again that God puts framing in our lives for our best practices. He's not trying to rain on your parade or my parade. 
This is how we're hardwired and made for living. One day, Jesus said, I mean, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, he was like, and this is the message. He goes, you're here to be light, bringing out the what? God colors. That's unique in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. The God colors. What kind of colors? I mean, if my life is a canvas and I'm giving my supplies to the Lord every day, and I've been praying that prayer recently, over the last, I don't know, month or so, God, here, here are the supplies. I, I, I unclench my white knuckle grip and give them to you. You paint as you will. And God uses several colors. The primary colors, red. What does red stand for? The blood of Jesus. We're redeemed. We only have the power. We only have the victory, the freedom because of the blood of Jesus that he shed for us to redeem and reframe our lives. Also, yellow, or you could say gold, but yellow is another primary color. Yellow references the glory of God. We're here to reflect the essence of who God is. Also, too, I think about the book of 1 Peter where, where he's writing that, that we're refined by fire. The trials and triumphs and tribulations refine us and define us. You know, when Lee Beth, our oldest daughter, died suddenly a couple of years ago, Obviously, it's the most difficult thing that we've ever been through, and I'll never get over it, I know that. I used to think, though, prior to that, as a, as, as a young dad especially, oh, man, if something happened to my family, I don't know what I would do. I used to think that. I mean, would I turn my back on the faith? I mean, I mean what, 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 what would I do? I, I, I remember saying to God, I, I couldn't take it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't deal with it. No, no, I couldn't do it. And that, that's a natural thing. I understand that, to think that. When it happened, though, the power of the Holy Spirit just surrounded and has even confounded our family with the peace and the presence of God like we've never, ever experienced. Has it been easy? No way. No, no, no. But I'm, but I'm here to tell you, God can be trusted. These colors, the blood of Jesus, the gold being refined, I'm telling you, you lean into Jesus. And, and by his grace and mercy, we have amazing things will take place. But there's another primary color, blue. Blue, blue, blue. What does blue mean? Well, in the Bible, blue is the vastness of God. The Bible says we're washed by the water of the word of God. The Bible says after you become believers, we're to be baptized in water. There's something powerful about that. Those are the primary colors because you cannot mix any other color and get those colors. So God is using those colors. Jesus is, as he's painting, he's mixing the red and the yellow and the blue to make a 
Well, Ephesians 2.10 tells us to make a what? We are God's what, what, what? Masterpiece. Now the enemy is whispering lies to you right now. Oh, you're not, I, you're not a masterpiece. I'm telling you, by the power of God, you're a masterpiece. That's what Jesus said in John chapter eight, verse 32. You will know the truth and the truth will make you what? Frame, freedom, frame, freedom. You know, I, I opened up telling you about my mother and the frame paintings we have and her art supplies and stuff. Well, that painting, well, it's not a painting, but that sketch, you know, the watercolor thing that she had prepared right before, you know, she, she got sick. I was looking at it just a couple of days ago, not at all even thinking about this or whatever. I'm just looking at it and I'm, I'm going, man, I said to myself, I'm going to paint this. So my mother has sketched these beautiful flowers. Again, phenomenal. So I start, I have this little watercolor set in my office. It's hilarious. Tiny little, little thing, little tiny brush. I like tiny things sometimes. I don't know. It's like my mother too. It's weird. So I take this brush, start dipping it in paint, start painting. And I'm like, oh man, this is rolling. I mean, I'm like behind my back. And it was easy because it had been set forth and I'm painting it. And this picture looks great. I'm not through with it yet, but, but I'm really liking it. And when I finish it, I'm gonna frame it. That's God. He sketched your life out. Better than you can sketch out anything. He sketched your life out. Here are the supplies. Here are the colors. Just follow my sketch. Because when we paint in God's sketch, we'll understand that God's frame works because it's his framework. Remember, there's freedom in the frame. Thank you for listening and thanks to all who give so generously to this ministry. It's because of you that we can continue this show and equip people with the hope of heaven. You can click the link in the description to support the show or visit edyoung.com. There you can also be resourced with bonus content for free, including a daily devotional. We also encourage you to share the message today with those around you. Thank you again for listening. God bless.